This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. My name is Adam. I am joined by my co-host, Todd. T-O-double-D. Today, we have Andrew Huberman. A lot of notes. Smart guy. So good. David Buss. He's interesting. Nice. Nice character. And if we have time, we'll finish it up with some Andrew Schultz. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Let's go, indeed. I forgot to unmute it, so that was a few seconds of me being an idiot. What a great start. But let's go. Let's go. Huberman, Hube Dog. Hube Dog. The Lab Man. Yeah. First off, I want to give a shout out to John Rodriguez, who took the time to email us to say that uh, he hates the show. Nice. Yep. And uh, what what did he say that was that was really pretty excellent? Oh, monotone. What? Yep, just boring. Which one? Which one was he talking about? I, I don't know which episode. Maybe he didn't bad, get specific, but he was pretty upset. So sorry about that, John. Sorry about that, Burrow. Mm. All right, plenty of other podcasts though. Okay, listen, listen to those. Okay, and, and either way, we appreciate okay. the email. We're not supposed to read those anyway. Stop sending us emails. Put it in the comments. <laughs> I don't read that crap. No, I like them. I think they're good. All right, so Andrew Huberman, PhD, super smart, knows all about the brain. Hmm. You know, they opened up about which countries dump the most plastic. Yeah. Surprised that the U.S. wasn't on that list. No. I kind of felt like it was all our fault. Not even close. Well, good job, America. Another reason to be upset at China. Come on. 8.8 metric tons, which I actually looked up. It's like the size of an entire um, Empire State Building if you were to fill it with plastic. Wow. That's a lot of plastic. That's too much. Well, our kids are definitely going to be eating way more plastic than we are. Do you think that fish could evolve to eat plastic? I mean, they already are. Well, accidentally, but they're not, like, getting nutrients out of it. But you could imagine that, like, there could be a bacteria we could make that then gets in their gut, and then all of a sudden it's like blue whales are just loving it. They're just eating plastic, getting strong. Do you want to know what I really think? Go. Of course, always. So plankton will be dead because the acidity of the ocean will be so high that plastics will not really even be an issue for us because we might not have enough oxygen in the air. Ooh. That's what I think. So hopefully, not cranky. I'm actually in a very good mood No, 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 I said crikey. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Oh, crikey. We got a bit of a 
What's her name? Bretta Thunberg in the room? It's Greta. All right. Yeah. I prefer Bretta. <sighs> well, yep, they opened up with that. So we're not the worst. Pretty good. Uh, we got to <laughs> think about that. Also, they talked about spicy food is inflammatory or to some people. Yeah. You know, there are certain health kicks I just can't get behind then because I can't stop eating spicy food. Yeah, but What's they were the talking. What's the point of being alive if yep. your food is not spicy? I do love me some Mexican and Asian food, so I would definitely agree to that. But I'm yeah. not a huge hot pepper eater. I mean, I like a Chicago dog with a nice sport pepper on it. Okay. Sport peppers are great. Look at you. Are you sport Jalapenos peppers? on the grill. Come yes. on now. Yes, please. Put, yeah. some, put some Colby in there. Yep. Obviously. But I love those hot sauces. Like Joe was taught he has the True. Reaper one, and I want hot sauces that just can fry my brain if I want okay. it. Okay. Okay. You know, if I get a good Indian curry, I'm pretty upset if I'm not leaving sweating behind the ears. Okay. It's important to me to really cook it up. You're one of the white guys who really tests their strength at the Indian food place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. I did that once. It feels like it's good for me, though. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But now I'm learning it's inflammation. Shit. What do you think about gain-of-function research, bud? <sighs> Well, CRISPR. I mean, CRISPR's almost pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the way Huberman's saying it, it's like almost duh. But it's like a lot of people were saying duh early on. It wasn't until all the propaganda and the Fauci pretending he had nothing to do with it that went on forever that people even considered that it really came from a market. It's like if you if you asked a regular person before that propaganda came in, where would you assume it came from? Everyone's guessing that that lab right well, all the scientists definitely were well but not after a while they didn't want to lose their jobs you mm-hmm. think they really thought it came from a bat or now they're saying some kind of raccoon dog oh the raccoon come dog on. come on where are we going with <laughs> that is, is that another monkey are pox? we supposed to laugh or the, is this a south park episode <sighs> it's weird man where are people we people will believe just whatever they see, I guess. Mm. I did no like hearing thinking. that that Andrew doesn't go super cold with the cold plunge. I think that's imp- even though Joe was giving him some shit and kind of calling him a pussy, which is that's just Joe's mo. He's going full steam. Yeah. But this is what's important about it. It's like people are hearing that this is really good for your health. You should go cold plunge, etc. And you can, you know, you can make one easy. Just run the bath. With cold water. Yeah, done. You don't even actually need ice to get it to around 50, 55. You just run the cold tap. I think 55 probably. I don't think 50 right out of the tap. You think it's that cold? I don't know. Maybe 55. Yeah. But anyway, the one we use at the Bozeman Hot Springs, about 55. Yeah. So it's good enough. You can stay in there a bit longer. You get get a lot of the same benefits, and now everyone has access to it. But the most important thing is if you're the type of person that doesn't like that, that can't push themselves, that really struggles to get in the cold, it doesn't have to be that cold now. You know? It's not a Wim Hof event. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't need ice. You just stay in there a little longer. What did yeah. they say, four to six minutes? Or He said to get the benefits, it was 11 minutes a week. That's about right. But that maybe that was for the colder one. No, I don't think so. That was for the he's, 50. He's said he was the one that said the 11 minutes before. Okay. And if he's doing this temperature, that's probably enough. And then what was it, like 40 minutes total for sauna? That's not bad. You can break that up even if you struggle with those temperatures. You can get there. Even if you bring in the airdyne. And I would assume a really hot bath can do the same thing. Why would it really be any different? You're hot. They don't really talk about that, all the studies of sauna, but I feel like, you know, I'm just thinking about access. If you're just a person that doesn't have access to a sauna, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could just run a hot bath. Maybe. Stay in there for a good 15 minutes, do that a few times. Yeah, it said 57 minutes per week. Ooh, 57. There you go. Yeah, but either way, well, uh, Andrew was getting some shit from Joe, and he's probably going to step up his game after this one. <laughs> Now, I do like ending with the cold, and actually, after listening to this, I believe I am going to start, or I am going to start doing the cold bath before I work out. I'm going to do the springs, the sauna, the cold bath, then work out. 
That's badass. He, because Andrew was saying it does something with your gains, right? Well, there was potentially. There was, there was two things. So the cold, the very cold, um, well, we know it spikes our dopamine, longer exposure at 50 degrees. You're two to three times above baseline with your dopamine levels. And your noepinephrine. I don't know how you say no, it. Noepinephrine. Uh, noepinephrine. Thank you. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, dude. You should definitely be doing that a lot right now. Dude, they last two to four to even six hours. Your levels are up two to three times above baseline. No drug does that. It's a non-negotiable. Ritalin and, and Adderall don't even come close to that. And they only last, depending on your dosage, right? And he, he talked about this later in the episode. They didn't get into it too much, but I feel like there's a lot of studies that maybe haven't been done yet on methamphetamines or methylphenidate, which is Ritalin. I think Adderall's different. It's not methylphenidate. It's a... Uh, it's a different kind of uh, stimulant, but it's close. Like they, they're similar, right? Yeah, dude. No doubt that we're gonna find out that in different ways they fuck you up over time. Of course, the effects are just too powerful. Right? There's no way that it's not, you know, making some systems real wacky in there. I start using CBD, and I've I've noticed, and since doing the cold pool, I've noticed I feel way better than taking Ritalin. I'll still take it, you know, if I need to, but yep. having those extra those extra spikes in the morning is is huge. It makes me not even want to take Ritalin. Yeah. And it, the the downside, like the real bummer is once you get on those stimulant cycles, I mean, Adderall is, I think, the one with the biggest withdrawals. Yeah. But they're all pretty tough because you're so used to that feeling. It's like a freebie, you it know? It almost makes you angry, too. And getting off them is, is just a real struggle. I mean... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There we go. Get yourself some better help, folks, and make yourself better. There you go. With some help. Let me, can, before you cut me off there with that ad, can I finish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So the the reason why I will now do the cold plunge before the workout, there's a couple of reasons, but the main reason is the, what is it, hyper hypertrophy? Like when your cells, you know, after you work out, your cells are, are multiplying and creating bigger muscle mass, right? Right. It stops that if you go if you do the cold plunge right after a workout. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, but then later in the pod, he mentioned the effects of putting your hands in cold water or your feet in cold water, and he was saying, "Oh, your grip strength." Yeah, your grip strength, but also even for push-ups and stuff. For whatever reason, you will do more. Huh. That's interesting. And, and they very had, strange. It's very strange. They had those mitts, those I've, cold mitts. I've heard about those mitts before, and I just thought that sounded like total bullshit. The Palmers. Somebody first told me about it. They were like, yeah, you just get these gloves and it makes your hands cold and you're stronger. I'm like, Pfft. But I'll tell you what, if the Hube says it, I'm inclined to agree. The Hube knows. Hey, get off Adderall, guys, and jump in the fucking cold lake. Okay, let's go. There we go. Yeah. Probably, you know, talk to your doctor and do it responsibly and get some sun in the morning oh yeah so the five what was it the five main healthy things uh, a hube day yeah one sunlight get some sunlight two movement obviously move around three nutrients listed a few four sleep i feel like sleep should be number one honestly but maybe they're not in order five social connection uh and then stay away from bright lights at night that was, oh, that was yeah. on there, too. That's so hard to do, though. Honestly. It's like, what are we supposed to, like, mostly just be sat in candlelight right before we go to bed? Yeah, maybe it's just staying off the phone or watching TV. I think that's yeah. probably way worse than having a light on. I think that's probably a good one because TV is quite stimulating. There's yeah. a lot going on. But if you're just having a conversation, you know, with your significant other or your family or reading a book then, um, you know, you're just calmer. Just read. People's sleep probably sucks today. We're so out of whack with, you know, 
this type of that list at yeah. least. Well, and and also the I've realized now that I don't drink as much as I did in the past. If I have more than three drinks within like past six p.m., I will pass out. You know, by eleven or so, and then I wake up at four in the morning, can't go back to bed. Mm. Right, because that sugar spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a tricky one. But yeah, sleep is uh, sleep's tough to get when mm-hmm. um, when you're stressed out. They did talk about creatine as a supplement, and that's the kind of supplement that when most people hear about it, no. So, uh, as a non-pharmaceutical, right, a non-prescribed thing because it's not really a drug it's just a supplement it's actually the most researched supplement believe it or not creatine is yeah Hmm. and when people hear about it you just think athletes building muscle being jacked being big really that's not its primary function it's just an energy just gives you energy Hmm. it's like a different pathway to creating energy in your system i think you got like atp and then there's another one that's like this creatine cycle that Usually is pretty low, but it's a nootropic, so it's really good for your brain. And as far as I can tell, everyone should just be taking, you know, uh, uh, a bit of creatine a day. It's very cheap. It's very good for you. There you go. Well, it said something about helping brain injuries too, right? Or concussions? Was that a was well? That the yeah, creatine? if it's a if it's a nootropic, yeah, it'd be good for that. And then a bunch of different mushrooms. Uh, I, I think they're finding they're good for your brain. As well, you know. Mm. What was the what was the the drug they were talking about, or the supplement they were talking about that was good for late day peaks in cortisol? Was that Herba Mate? Uh, no, it was something else. My stupid autocorrect on my phone. It says Ashwagans. Don't know what that oh, is. Oh, Ashgawana. Ashgawana. Thank yes. you. Ashgawana. Ashwagans. Ashgawana. Ashgawana. Yeah. <laughs> So is that a powder? What I think is- so. Yeah, it's like a root, pretty sure. And uh, people, what did people, when it first came around, I had some friends taking it that thought that they were getting maybe testosterone from it or something else. Okay. Um. So, and what were they saying? What did humans say that was good for? I forgot. It was good to get rid of your peaks in cortisol at the end of the day. So get rid of stress levels. Ooh, so at the end of the day, take it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Gets rid of anxiety. Well, there we go. A little bit of ashkawana. There you go. Come on. Oh, postpartum depression, they mentioned, was actually helped by creatine. It helped lower postpartum depression, which was interesting. Okay, yeah. Well, again, you know, you don't think of women that have just had babies getting on creatine, but or men they should. having postpartum. I had it. Really? Absolutely, dude. Just wait, bro. <laughs> just wait. Mm. You can call me. Yeah, I didn't know men had that. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. When you go from freedom to having a baby to take care of every single day, trust me, you are you might have a bit of a freak out. I get it. I Just get for it. a little bit. Then you get used to it. What were they saying about the Mormons being able to do MDMA? And now they have a bunch of brain studies from Mormons? Well, That was like one drug that wasn't made banned? Yeah, apparently it was the only drug they did not ban or... You know, other than maybe Coca-Cola. I think they're allowed to drink Coca-Cola because a Mormon owns it. Oh, is that right? It's the rumor I've heard. Diet. They just can't have the caffeine, right? Well, they can now because a Mormon bought the company is what is the rumor I hear. Oh. Right. So now it's cool. Now it's legit. Yeah. So maybe there's just an old school Mormon who started taking MDMA and everyone respected him. He didn't get into why. Why were they worried about caffeine? Is it, is it like with it? Was there a time when they were like, these people have way too much energy in the morning? They built a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's like, why would you ban that one? It, people aren't ruining their life. They don't have like um, CA meetings, Caffeine Anonymous. I don't know. I don't know. It just Religion. doesn't seem that bad. But anyway, they've done a bunch of brain studies and they're finding that there is like zero brain toxicity, you know, assuming the substance is fairly pure. Right. So people have been doing a lot of MDMA for a long time, and it's not messing with their brain. You know, they used to say things. I remember reading a Time, Times like magazine article 
back mm-hmm. in the day when mm-hmm. I was like in my rave days of high school oh, yeah. and we were doing MDMA and it, and it was just basically saying, oh, it fries your neurons and they grow back, but we don't know, they grow back different and we don't know what the effects are and other oh, people yeah. were saying things like it makes holes in your brain. <sighs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I didn't really drink in high school, occasionally at a party, but rarely. It, it just wasn't that interesting. But on the weekends, we would go to raves and yeah. I would do MDMA. And... I didn't get a lot of the kind of depression from it. I mean, I remember taking a bunch of uh, B complex or B12 or something. I heard that that was good to help like precursor build serotonin and not get all depressed from taking it. But it wasn't like I was taking that much. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that generally for like what I was doing at the age that I was, a lot of drinking would have been worse. Absolutely. It would have been worse. Absolutely. You know? And I would have done dumber things. And let's be honest. It I'm was just c- mostly hugging people. It was X, man. No one called it MDMA back then. No, of course. <laughs> no, it was just ecstasy pills or yeah. a pill. Like, that's what it was. I'm pretty... Actually, I think MDMA is like maybe slightly different anyway. I don't think that maybe they it's can, more pure. Is that well? What it is? I don't think that they can crush that into a pill. It won't like hold together. So there's other stuff kind of mixed in. Gotcha. Molly. I don't know. It's like whatever the different things are. But yeah, maybe not as bad for your brain as we thought. And then also the two times heroic dose. So you do a five gram. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, but you do it a couple of times, spread out. Really good for depression. But We're no, going to have to get you on a whole oh, protocol, oh, bro. Two and a half grams is an eighth. He did not say five grams. Did he? I'm pretty two sure. Eighths? No. I'm yeah, not, there's he no was, way I'm eating that much. He was saying about four four to five grams. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Well, two and a half is an eighth, right? So that is, to me, that seems like a pretty heroic dose, especially if you're fasting two days before, right? But maybe you just got to go a little deeper. Yeah. If you're going to go deep, you might as well go deep, deep, right? Especially if you set your intention, you've got your eye mask on. It it was really cool to hear Huberman talk about how his, you know, he's able to talk about these things now. He understands right. that these are so helpful. There are so many stories about depression being, I mean, tech, almost erased from people's mindset after some of these heroic trips. Maybe like once a year, right? They're saying to do two of these. Yeah. Do you do two in a row? Oh, so an eighth. Oh, I was saying an eighth of weed is 3.5 grams. Oh, it's but 3. it's 3.5, okay. It's an eighth of anything though, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, three yeah. and a half. I was 3. thinking 5. an eighth was two and a half. Okay, so yeah, it's it's pretty much an heroic dose. You could handle 3.5 of uh, of mushrooms though. You could do that. And dude, we yeah. know therapists up here that like Let's explore go. those things. So you could... I'm ready. Yeah, you could, uh, you could do it. And if it's good for depression, I recommend it. You know? That's what they're saying. Well, think it, about it. Well, go in there with an intention, right? Have the eye mask, have the music, and have somebody there to help you. If you start freaking out, they can, they can chill you out, hopefully. Yeah. Right? That's the point. Oh, they 100% can. If you're with a sober person that cares about you, that they can calm you down. I feel like they you're should take a little bit. You're just being irrational when bit. you freak out. They should take a little bit. They probably would. Right. Yeah, but that was it, right? Music was big. Um, the eye mask is really helpful. And then I, I think anything guided, you know, is is really good as well. What do you, what do you think about this Ibogaine? I had heard stories of Ibogaine, but I didn't realize it was a 22-hour trip. That, to me, is one that I would be pretty nervous about doing. Because, That's way too long. Well, it's supposed to be pretty uncomfortable, too. It's super like introspective, supposedly. Mm-mm. It really has you analyze why you do the things that you do. Uh, often, it seems like they get great results for getting people off drugs and addictions and these different things. That's really good news, yeah. Um, but not a fun journey. I don't mm-hmm. know how uncomfortable it is. I don't think that you're like freaking out for twelve hours, but I think that you don't feel great, dude. Twenty-two hours. Oh, 22? 22 God hours. Damn, it's way too long. But maybe you need to sit in that mess <sighs> to like kick this whatever the thing is. I'll start with the shrooms. All right, one step at a time. Right. I love when Rogan says, "I was taking a gram." 
gram of shrooms a day for 30 days. It was great. It was fun. It's all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one gram is like super doable, isn't it? And and just talking about, I, I appreciated Huberman saying the the value in these early uh, niche communities or niche communities. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wim Hofs of the world, the yoga teachers that back in the day, everyone thought they were nuts. People thought you were nuts for jogging in the late 60s and 70s. Yeah. Right? That Calm was just- down. Yeah. What are you guys doing? What, why are you running? Mm-hmm. Who are you running from? Um. It's interesting because it made me think, and he pointed it out, that, you know, our kids, and especially our kids' kids, that this stuff is just going to be readily available, totally normal. Yeah. Everyone's going to be using it for depression, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Right? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Unless the the farm companies take over, which they're already trying to do. Yeah. You know? Well, there's still a lot of shitty food now, though. Like, this, we think the future is all bright. In the sense of like, yeah, it was way better than the fifties and before. Well, we got a lot of obesity right now. We, oh, we, yeah. We people don't really understand nutrition like they used to. If you went back a hundred years and you like laid out the foods that we eat with what's in it, I mean, only like rich people had sugar, and even they weren't like, yeah, I want to eat forty pounds of it a week. It's like no, they would be like, what? That's nuts. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's like you can't just live on the caviar of what the food is. It's like, but today, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that will look at a menu. It's like they they know too. You could even point it out to them and be like, you know, that's not good. Oh, I know, but I sometimes it's just quick. It's just fast, and I like a little bit of ice cream. I'm just like this. this this is all really bad for you, Adam, and you do it every day. Calm down. The FDA cares about us, okay? Oh, yeah, they care. They care. They care. They care about nothing but helping us stay healthy. They care nothing about money. No. No. They don't. Why They're not they? getting paid off. No way. No. All right, let's jump over to uh, David Buss. Hey, guys, I want you to know about this podcast, Creeps Cast. Ever since we were kids, we've always had a fear of the dark, whether it be the darkness itself, the unknown, or what lurks in it. It has always been able to crawl into the recesses of our minds, laying dormant, never truly leaving. That fear is there for a reason, there to keep you alert, to keep you alive. In today's world, we aren't met with the same life or death situations as our ancestors, but we are still faced with our own nightmares, our own demons. The only true way to become one with your fear is to embrace it, to fully dive into it. From Mr. Creeps comes the horror, creepy pasta podcast, Creepscast, showcasing a collection of the darkest and most horrifying stories on the internet. New episodes release every Sunday and are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Also, for additional horror content, check out Mr. Creeps on YouTube. Just type Mr. Creeps in the search bar. Dive into Mr. Creeps' mind and confront your fear. See you soon. There we go, Mr. Creeps. Well... Yeah, so what was your take on David, Professor Boos? Look, Mr. Boos, is it Boos, Bus? Bus. Boos. I like Boos. I will say the mating, I I had never thought about mating habits in this particular way. It was very in-depth. He was extremely knowledgeable on this topic. He's clearly been studying it for half of his life, if not more, right? It was interesting to just hear, you know, the... Loaded to say, like, women are wanting men to be respected by their peers. They want men to have goals. Older women want to see the goods right now. There was just a lot of things that seem very obvious when you think about them and when they're pointed out. Right. And you see that throughout the animal kingdom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you see, you know, he obviously talks about apes a lot at the beginning, but when he got into interpersonal relationships with men and women you know, human men and women, it talks, it talks about how most of affairs happen because, what does it say, like 30% of women have affairs on men? Yeah. That seems like a high number to me. But what was the, what was the men having affairs on women? What was that percentage? I don't know if it was higher or pretty similar, but what was interesting to me is that it was different reasons. You know, like women, like men 
will often, or I don't know if often, but they are happy to like bang someone less hot. They just right. want variety. And uh, when they survey men and women that have cheated, the women are often very dissatisfied with their current relationship. Of Where course. the men, it could be it, like it's doesn't matter. Doesn't necessarily mean dissatisfied or not. They're, yeah. they're mostly focusing on variety. So if you're a man and you struggle with that, it's like that's what you lean into is like coming to grips with the variety aspect of your life. You know, it's like the, those elements. Whereas with the women, it kind of made more sense because they're trying like they're maybe they're with a provider that isn't providing. Yeah, you know, or they don't feel it, or they don't feel safe, or they don't. You know, it's like a that was it's like thing. a response that they need to do something. It's an emotional response. If Whereas not, the dudes are just being, you know, dudes. Well, it, it's just infidelity for infidelity's sake with yeah. the guys. They just it, for whatever reason. It's, it's probably some sort of like lack of responsibility, you know. It's, that the men have, yeah, when they're doing it. Well, you know, you just, it's like being a kid again. It's like fun and cool and hooking up with people, and it's like they miss that feeling, you know, because that that kind of spark goes away, right? After the honeymoon period of a relationship, then it's just, you know, you're with the person, you love them, but it's a lot of chores. It's a lot of work. A lot of things to do. A lot of work. And, you know, even at best, it's hard to bring kind of the honeymoon spark back to a relationship. You just kind of, if you're with someone a long time or you're married to them, you got to accept the fact that it's it's not going to be like the first three months that you were dating this person. Mm. Like, and that's okay. It shouldn't be like that all the time. You got other shit to do. Could be. But people miss it. You can have moments of it, though. That's why you go on dates. You know, that's why you put in that little bit of effort and, you know, t take time for each other and you remind each other that it's still good and worth it. And It's nice. Are we yeah. doing relationship therapy right now? A little coaching? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But to me, it made sense what he was saying. I just never thought about it that way. Yeah. You know? Oh, it made total sense. And it definitely, it reminded me of, you know, you tend to get lazy in a long-term relationship, whether you're married or not. You know, we both get lazy. Women get lazy. The men get lazy. Mm -hmm. You take you take each other for granted. That's right. the biggest thing. And that's, that's a big part of it. That's really, I think, that's what's happening when the women tend to leave. It made more sense, right? They need somebody to feel emotionally connected to. They're not getting it from their husband, so they're going to go elsewhere. The husband, like you said, just wants to go have a little fun with a side piece and isn't really thinking about the outcomes and being a dumbass. Right. Whereas the women are very... Uh, controlled and thoughtful about it because women are w much more thoughtful and introspective, I think, than men are, are emotionally right. aware. They're more likely to fall in love with the person they're having an affair with, right. yet where the men uh, aren't going to do that for the most yeah. part. Well, they're don't, like, don't text me again. See don't you cheat. Later. Don't cheat. It's not worth it. Don't ever do it. <sighs> well, it sounds like an unnecessary headache if life's not difficult enough. What about parents uh, being way more protective over their daughters and mm. dating than their sons dating. You know, this one was kind of somewhat I get interesting. And I mean, Joe brought it up. It was like, yeah, because your daughters could get pregnant. But then in the same way, wouldn't you also think, well, wait a second. Your son can get someone pregnant as well. Right. And that's, that's going to be hard for them. Yeah. It it just doesn't feel like the same amount of weight, but I don't have a daughter, so I don't know. I have a son, and I yeah, it would be devastating. I don't want to say devastating. It wouldn't be devastating if he knocks someone up. It's going to be really hard, right? Mm -hmm. But if your daughter gets knocked up, that just seems to me, at least as a father, it would be a lot more emotionally draining, and, and just society just sees it differently right they're like oh that slut or oh that she's promiscuous oh if you're like, like a young teenager yeah and it's like okay well dudes aren't getting called that yeah. they're doing the same thing it's mm -hmm. just this it, it's just the way this society is unfortunately bit of double standards there you go come on double-edged sword bub don't do it what did what did you think they they've brought this up a few times but the uh the psychopath starting big businesses and being like very adamant, hopped up on Adderall, assholes. Mm. You know, they 
talked yeah, about how women a. are attracted to that, but it's the younger women who yeah. are attracted to that, and then the older women are just attracted to money. <laughs> what do they call it? The dark triad? Or something oh, yeah. traits of like psychotic. Yeah, it's like bad personality. Like you're a narcissism, mean, but you seem strong. And younger women fall for it because yeah. they're looking for a strong man, and and they don't have the experience to tell the difference. But all the women are like, "Nah, I've seen that before." You're, well, they're smarter. Lunatic. They're smarter. But uh, it was interesting to see or to to hear about the the reasons why people can't really get away with that or they or excuse me they can get away with that now because they can just move to a different city whereas in the past you couldn't have that narcissism or that you know that ex you'd get excommunicated from your group or your tribe yeah. or your you know your family because everyone would know they'd be like oh this guy's just out for himself fuck him mm-hmm. we don't want him in this group anymore and you would get ostracized and you, now you can just leave or you can pretend to be somebody else or you just can fake it a lot easier, move to a different city, move to a different state, whatever, yeah. and you're just roaming around cheating everybody, right? You're just a, you're just a cheater. Yeah. You're a fucking scam artist. Yeah, well, you're not good for, like, a community. Right. You know? You, you like, come in looking like you've got some skills, you know? Yeah. Louder, more extroverted, maybe confident, you know? Maybe showing some leadership skills, but ultimately you just take, 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 and then the tribe kicks you out and you got to move on. In cities today, people can hide all day long. You know what I mean? I mean, you just can do that. You can what just disappear into the into the society. Did you see that movie? I'm gonna I'm gonna botch the name, but it was uh, this guy pretended to be this really rich dude, and he picked up this girl. He's on a private jet. He pretended that he needed money, and his friend was like, like fake, cut him with a knife, and he was sending photos to his girlfriend, who he knew was rich, because he stalked her on the internet. She was from like the Netherlands. Do you know which movie I'm talking about? Is this a movie? It's or... a movie that just came out. It's uh, not a documentary. Maybe it was a documentary. It was on Netflix. Because there was something about the Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Data. Guy. That was the guy. Yeah, yep. and he was like an ultimate scam. And you, and I'm pretty sure he didn't even get prosecuted at all. I don't remember what happened he was at just the end. so good at ripping these chicks off. Yeah. And ultimately, when they looked through everything, it was like, well, the women gave him money. Right. Like, yeah, there was a lot of lying. He conned him into it. But yeah, he just like made all the, t- excuse me, the Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler. Yeah, that was fucked up, dude. Good movie. Yeah. Worth, worthy of a watch. Good for documentary. Sure. Uh huh. It's just nuts. Like, thank God there aren't too many people like that. It would be, we would all have to be so much more on our toes, like, if, you know, 40% of the population were like this. What was the percentage? 4%? No, it's tiny, I think. Was it tinier than that? Maybe. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it doesn't come up often, you know. Even in the friends groups that you have, like, it's very rare that you get that, you know, you just get to figure them out pretty Easily, I think if there was a bigger percentage of it, we'd be able to find them quicker, and we'd be harsher on them. Maybe, you know, who knows? I don't know. I feel like you can hide out pretty easy, dude. It's it sounds like a horrible, lonely existence, though. Yeah. Because remember, you're not really connecting with people, so all the dialogue is internal. It's all yours. You're the one pumping yourself up and like, yeah, I've got this. I know. I'll take what I need. Like that's. That's a bad way. Bad way to be, right? It's not it's not a go-giver mentality. Well, it's not gonna, sure. it's not going to feel good. No. How do you sleep at night? Mm-mm. I don't know. I wonder if narcissists do sleep worse. There's well, no. I I definitely think that they probably don't cuz they don't give a shit. They're fine. And the few that I can think of that I'm thinking of at the top of my head right now probably sleep great. Really? Cuz they have a lot of money. And their ego is boosted. They think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. So them thinking they're awesome, whether or not other people think they're awesome, they don't care because they think they're awesome, right? Yeah. A narcissist cares only about themselves. So if they're good to go and they have money and they have, they have power, why would they sleep bad at night? All they're caring about is their ego being stoked yeah. and stroked. And it is, if you have money... It 
a lot of the times, unfortunately, it probably is your ego is feeling pretty good, even though you're empty probably inside. It's like Gary Vee always talks about a lot of his friends who are making, you know, less than 60 grand a year are the happiest people he knows because they're coaching the softball team and they're doing potluck dinners with their friends and they're yeah. having beers at with, you know. Yeah, they're connected. They're to connecting others, Which with is the best others. thing in life. Yeah. It's like money seems like it would be, especially when you're poor. I get it. When you, you know, and I've been poor a lot. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, clearly if I had money, that would be the best thing. My connections don't mean as much. But ultimately, you you expand that out to billions of dollars and you're just on a hill in your castle, which is ginormous all alone. And you would do anything just to have some people over that you care about to or have a barbecue with. You just have a bunch of people over who don't care about you and don't really know you. And they would, they're just there for all your money yeah. and your stuff. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, that trait. You know, they don't trust anybody, right? Because they always think someone's out for their money. Yeah. That's got to be an annoying thing to think about all the time. Like, you think you have friends, but you're always constantly thinking that you can't trust them because they maybe just be hanging out with you because you're loaded. Uh-huh. That's got to be a Dude, weird that's feeling. A, that's got to be a very real It's very real. Scenario. I remember listening to, what was it? It was like an interview with... Um, Vampire. Uh, no, no, no. It was... Uh, <laughs> who's that guy? Ice Ice Baby. Vanilla, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice, Ice. What was his actual name? Come on, UK. Vanilla Ice. No, that's like his rap name, dude. Uh, dude What's his, okay. Collaborate and listen. Whatever it is. He was talking about um, this time. I don't know if he like almost committed suicide or, but it was like when he was at the top of his game. Yep. I remember that. And he's in his house. He's got his like dope Porsches, a big house. He's like really peaking, making tons of money. And he looked around and realized everyone in there didn't give a fuck about him. That's a low feeling. Yeah. And he he almost and and of course, you know, vanilla ice, it's like early nineties. He had like a few kind of not one hit wonders, but like two hit wonders. He didn't have many songs that people really listened to. And what other song other than Ice Ice Baby did? What about Go Ninja from oh, Ninja Turtles 2? Come on. I know, so bad. And his name is Robert Matthew Van Winkle for oh, anyone out there. Dear who Lord, cares thank to know. God he changed it. To, <laughs> but you know, that's a good example, right? Because what happened is he did drop off heavy. Yeah. And he realized all those people just disappeared. And yeah, I mean, well, a lot of people kind of circle that stuff, though. When I lived in L.A., like, there's a lot of energy there where they're just like circling the next cool thing, and they're hoping it makes them cooler. There's like, it, it, it's not friendship stuff going on. It's not real connection and relationships. It's like purely networking, and it's and it's almost like, you know, if they could, they would trample on that person to get ahead of them, instead of like, hey, let's all bring each other up. They're not real friendships. And, and you get a feel for that at, you know, parties and events in L.A., for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you've got me thinking about the 90s hip-hop scene now, and I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm remembering MC Hammer, right? And MC Hammer had, like, the biggest stage crew, right? They were always oh, yeah. homies, at least, I, yeah. at least I think they were. But you have me thinking now, he ended up paying them all really good money, and he was a really good dude. Like, MC yeah. Hammer was the man. Yeah. Right? Too legit to uh-huh. quit. Too quit. But he ended up going bankrupt. He had a gold toilet. Right? But he ended up going bankrupt. He was spending way too much money, and he's giving all his friends money. He had all this stage crew and dancers and choreographers and, mm-hmm. you know, just... I, I, I'm some. curious whether or not he felt super depressed when he got went bankrupt or if he was cool because he was always so generous, right? He seemed like a really generous guy. Yeah. I'm not saying Vanilla Ice was not. I have no idea. But I, it seems to me like if you're going to be hanging out with that many people on the road all the time, that a lot of those people might actually be genuine friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful, right, who you surround yourself with. I mean, look, these are problems that most people are never going to face. And in a way, they're like good problems because they're the kind of problems you want, even though they are difficult. It's like, oh, boo-hoo, you're super rich and you're paying your friends too much and they're trying to rip you off. I mean, so few people get in that position. But what's important to remember is like, yeah, it doesn't make necessarily make everything in your life better just because you have a bunch of money. Like connection 
is what it is. And I'm sure these dark triad individuals find that out ultimately. They, they are climbing, like they're willing to hurt others close to them for these things. Money, power, stuff that they want. And ultimately, they probably find out it doesn't really make them any more fulfilled. Yeah. They just have like a screw loose. They can't ever be like properly fulfilled. I get it. They're just nasty. It reminds me of the, the quote on the wall of uh, quite a few Jimmy Johns about that Mexican fisherman. It's like no. this, this this guy, this this dude in a in a small town in Mexico mm-hmm. is a fisherman, right? He fishes every day, he gets he has a little siesta, fishes a little bit more, goes back to his wife and kids and plays, you know, hangs out with his homies at night, has some tequila shots, goes to bed, does it again. Makes just enough money to be able to do that every day and not have really a care in the world. He's got family time, he's got social time. He's out working. He's on the ocean. And then some rich white dude comes down there and the, the you know, the ta- tells this guy, he goes on a fishing trip with him. He's like, well, why don't you get some more boats? Why don't you get some, you know, more crew members so you can catch more fish? And why don't you expand this business and you could make millions of dollars? He goes, why the fuck would I do that? I have everything I want, right? And it's like, if I do all that, I waste all my time, waste all my time, waste all my time. And then by the time I'm old and gray and can't enjoy myself anymore, I'm just now going to retire and do all the things that I was doing every day. Right. Yeah. There goes a waste of your life. I mean, look, it's a good story, but it almost turns nobody off the pursuit of wanting more money. True. It just probably helps a tiny bit put things in perspective. Right. For sure. For sure. Let's finish up with uh, some issues with dating today. Uh, Comparison, too much porn. Oh, yeah. What was it? The average dong, 5.5 inches. Average porn dong, (laughs) 8. Well, that's going to make a lot of people feel pretty bad about themselves. You know? And also the things going on in porn. It's like, hey, not everyone is having sex like that in real life, sadly. So... You know, that creates anxiety. And then dating is these apps that are just pictures. Mm -hmm. And that really doesn't help many people figure out who you are. Nobody's asking anyone out in person anymore. Rarely, I would imagine. I mean, you remember back in the day, like high school, you would get somebody's number. It's their landline, their house. Yeah, it was great. And I would call them. And their dad would answer, and I would get scared. Oh, absolutely. And you're like, hi, so-and-so that. And then you think they're they're listening to your conversation, oh, too. Oh, you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's real. Now you can just kind of text, uh, and it's like, it's... Yeah, it is so much different. It is so much different. And then, you, I mean, then the social media stuff. I mean, we've talked, plenty of people have talked about this over and over and over, but what is going to change? Are, are people going to start going back to old school? Well, like, but... What's Old changing school. is that people aren't staying in relationships. They're not, they didn't work as hard to get it. They're not going to work as hard to keep it. Mm. And that's what we're seeing. Right. Pe- people are uh, committing less. They're having less children. You know, they're kind of happier on their own. Are as they, soon though? as they make, well, happy in the sense of like they're doing it. They're finding way. Like in the past, if you were just like a single man or woman, like later in life, it was like socially looked down on. Yeah. Now it's not. It's almost like in a lot of ways encouraged. I think that's just TV, man. I don't know, dude. I, I mean, think it has a lot to do with people. It. Well, but a lot of people have tough relationships, and they look at their friends that are single and think they're having this great time. And you know, yeah, those people well, have freedoms. Grass and, isn't always greener, though. I I know a lot of friends who are bummed they don't have have another significant other to hang out with every day. Yeah. And they're getting older. They're in their 40s. And That's true. They're like, dude, this dating scene's hard. Yeah. And I go on all these dates and I spend this money on these women that I don't know and it's boring or it's frustrating or I just feel anxious. And, whew, yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe they're just going to go back to like, hey, guys, tonight everyone's going to meet at the bar. There's going to be 50 guys, 50 girls, and we just rent out a bar for the night, 
and we just bring them all in, and we it's it's like there you go. There's singles. fifty guys, fifty singles, fifty single males, oh, dude, they, 50 single females. But they have that now. They, they have vacations that you can only go on if you're single. That seems like a good they idea. They have this new thing that they brought where it's like a where you wear your wedding wedding ring. Yeah, but it's just a little rubber thing that's like purple or something, and it's a way for you to show other people that you're a single, so mm. that they can come over and hit on you. Well, the the um. LGBTQ scene has been doing that forever with bandanas, colored bandanas. Is that an urban legend? No, it's a real thing. Oh, you would know. Well, yeah, I worked in San Francisco for a little bit. There we go. So, yes, it's it's much easier to know what somebody's looking for when you can just color code it with some bandanas. So it Yeah, makes because, sense. because, I mean, think of all the pressure of asking someone out. There's a lot. You know, it's hard. And you go up to somebody and then they're like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And then it's, oh, that's just like immediate hard rejection anyway, even if they may have liked you. Or but they, they may just not happen have a to boyfriend. be with someone. But that's, <laughs> but that, exactly, it's an excuse. <laughs> but if it's clear that they don't, if they're like showing you, I don't have a boyfriend. And, you know, you just had the grocery store. I even heard that, um, Different grocery stores were having singles nights. I really? think they did this in L.A. at Whole Foods. And it was like whatever night it was, like Thursday. Obviously, there's going to be other people in there. But they they kind of like set it up for single people go. So you would like, you know, people would dress up. Yeah. And then you do your shopping. But now down okay. the aisles, you can like chat with people That's and be fun. like, hey, I like those beans too. Yeah. Oh, you like beets? You like pickles? Let's <laughs> go. You like some beets? Let's go. Love me some canned pickles. Mm-hmm. Give me something sweet, baby. You just see the, the one person just grabbing a bunch of Oreos, and you're like, I know where that goes. I'm sorry. I can't. Hmm. I can't. That's Need a strange... I, I think the bar thing makes more sense. Rent out like a club and just have singles come in. But it's just the point that people are trying a lot of different things. Yeah. You know? And well, it's like, good. I think people should go back to a, a more old school approach. These apps are, they're going to create a funky system out there. Okay, Gramps. I just think. Settle down. Everyone's going to robot sex. Let's go. Love that. Robot sex. On that note, uh, yeah, let's let's skip uh, Schultz. I love that pod. It was very interesting. Schultz is the man. But we can't do it justice because they're just way funnier than we are. Go so. see him at the mothership if you can get a freaking ticket. Dude, those tickets are hard to get. Everybody. We need tickets for next month. They're going on sale, like I think, like every day. They're adding new shows at like two p.m. But good fucking luck if you can get one. Well, and hopefully we can get in next month. Praise be. <laughs> Later, guys. Cheers.